This year's donations might go to, say, the geology department. Oh dear, not the dirt people. Geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it takes, really. What kind of activity has turned the lake massive? Look, I'm just a geologist. I like rocks. I love rocks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Geology Flannel Cast. My name is Steve. Hey there, guys. It's Chris. Good evening. Uh, that's for Danya. Does that mean hello? It, that's fitting for today. That's good. Yeah, that's I what I'm going for. Yeah. Is that right? I don't know. Das Hello, Badania. everyone. Welcome to the Geology <laughs> Is that like goodbye? I th- it might be goodbye. All right. Yeah. Our Russian listeners out there, please help us. Yeah. Well, hope everyone's having a good day today as they're, uh, everybody's fact-checking right now how to say hello yeah. in Russian. <laughs> uh, I, I should have said previous, mm. which is hello, or good evening. Oh, boy. What did you say, Jesse? Did you say goodbye? Das yeah. Wow. Well, on on that note, it's a great episode. Episode 108. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night. Das That's it. It's it's Um, like always sunny in Philadelphia. The gang tries to speak Russian. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for for downloading the episode. Tuning in, everyone. Um, Got an action-packed episode for today. We are going to be talking about the Cola Super Deep Borehole. That's so, where they store Coca Cola, right? All of it. Yes. Yeah. I, really okay. Deep borehole. <laughs> it's, yeah. It is. Uh, so it's on the Cola Peninsula. That's why they call it the Cola Super Deep Borehole, or at least in English. I'm going to take an attempt here. Are you going to say that the Russian? I'm going to try. Hold on. Is it? Is it this? I'll send you the chat. Or um, I am. I, I'm going to murder it. So I apologize to all of all of our Russian speaking friends. Yeah, that that's you're going to try to say. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> this is going to be good. So it's I mean, it's Romanized in the spelling that you put in there. So I think I can just go for it to any Slavic speakers out there. My apologies. <laughs> um, and that's that's yeah. This would make my grandmother who spoke. All right, stop stalling and come on. <laughs> <laughs> like a band-aid Slovak right off. Uh, Koliskaya. So I think that's where Kola comes. Koliskaya. This next one. Sverglubokaya. Svaskina. That's it. Sure. I love we, it. Well, that's why they call it SG3. <laughs> Even they know that's a ridiculous name. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So the uh, the Cola Super Deep Borehole, in case you have no idea what this is, this is the world's deepest artificial hole. Why do they say artificial? I mean, like, I know what art- the artificial comes in, but like, what? <laughs> because no, it's like- not a natural hole. But is there like what natural hole is deeper than this? That like think what, what are they considering? Uh, I mean, I guess you would consider like the Marianas Trench. Would you consider that a hole or no? But that's not. Uh, what about like a like a, a volcanic Trench. pipe? The Mar- this thing goes down farther than the Marianas Trench. Marianas yeah. Trench goes on thirty six thousand feet. So this is the deepest artificial or natural. Ooh, I like it. Changing so changing the game unless, right here. Unless you deal with no sea level. I don't know how high you see well, the, only, the only thing with 
you have to look at sea level. So, so this the, is the, I've got a list here. All right. Of this is all artificial points. Okay. Yeah. I could, so I could today, probably find natural points. So this is the lowest point underground. So the the deepest artificial hole. Mm-hmm. The lowest human sized underground where a human could fit is the Tautona mine in South Africa. And that's is that one of the diamond mines? I, either diamond or gold. Yeah, I can't um, remember what it is, but it's huge. It's a gold, a gold yeah. mine. Gold mine. Okay. Um, it, sorry, what were we gonna say? It, it's so massive, it like displaces. The gravity's messed up there. Yeah, <laughs> gravity doesn't exist. You float. <laughs> what happens to the gravity down there? No, you could just. It's it's an anomaly because there's so much mass displaced this, from yeah. that. That hole is so big that it's, yeah. If it's you a have, bit of a I mean, anomaly. if you have really wow. sensitive gravometers you can you can pick up especially if you're close to it you can pick up gravitational differences from like railroad tunnels because they take this segment of like a mountain out of the mountain so there's there's a piece of mass missing and so that affects the gravity so if you walk over that with a gravometer you'll detect you know slightly less gravity over the like railroad tunnel um But yeah, I think I think that mine, I think the Grace satellite, which does gravity measurements, picks it up. Like that's hmm. it can you can you can measure from space. Nice. Um, I, I think the lowest artificially made point with open sky. So you look up and you see the sky is um is a is a stripping pit. It's an open mine in Germany, which reaches a depth. Uh, this is lowest from sea level, reaches a depth of, of 961 feet, which seems pretty weak. Yeah, right. Um, so that's compared to the lowest from the surface with the open sky, which is the Bingham Canyon open mine, in, um, which is a big open uh, stripping pit uh, copper mine in, in uh, Utah. And that, mm, that yeah, gets yeah. almost 4,000 feet, which I don't even know if that's operation. They had that big landslide that the whole sidewalk collapsed and it actually it didn't it trigger like a seismic event or was it a seismic event that triggered it? It's one or the other, yeah. but do you remember that big landslide? The whole half the mine collapsed. Yeah. Um, the lowest so, point underwater is, a uh, is a uh, oil and gas well in the Gulf of Mexico, which I guess water horizon. No. Th- well, this is, this is saying, um, it's a it's a wellhead yeah i thought Deepwater horizon was it oh this is the lowest point and so this is the issue with Deepwater horizon which we can talk about the lowest point in the gulf of mexico so this is in the tiber oil field which i think where Deepwater horizon might have been um this is thirty-five thousand feet but that's vertical depth right which is something we're going to talk about i think Deepwater Horizon was like 42 or 40, but it wasn't vertical. I'm trying to find it right now. Uh, Here we go. Lowest point on Earth's surface, Marianas Trench, which we talked about. Lowest point underground is uh, Krubera Cave in... um, uh, Where is that at? The Republic of 
Oh boy, it's in the Southern Caucasus. I really apologize. <laughs> really patting um, a thousand today there. Seriously. It's part, I mean, most places recognize it as part of Georgia. Um, oh, Where you this? are, Chris. <laughs> yeah, oh, is yeah. this the, oh, it's an autonomous, is this the autonomous region where yeah, they have a pretty small population, but they speak their own language. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Anywho, um, lowest point not on land not covered by water is in, guess what continent? It's 11,500 feet below sea level. Antarctica? Yep. It's under a glacier. So that I feel like that's kind of Yeah, that's lame. Out. Not um, under water. That's baloney. Lowest point on dry land Death Valley? The Dead Sea. Mm. Lowest point closest to Earth's surface. What the heck does that mean? Yeah, interpreted as a natural surface on land or sea, accessible by a person. Um, it's closest to the Earth's center. I don't understand what this means. I guess it would be a point in the Arctic where because the, the poles are are squished, right? So you're closer to oh, the center of the okay. earth. Mm. The difference between the center of the, the difference between the radius at the, at the poles from the radius at the equator always blows my mind. How little difference it is. We're really close to being a perfect sphere, but we're an oblate spheroid. We are Sp- spheroid, not a spheroid. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, um, those are the lowest. Yeah. So, artificial. Yeah. I don't know why they don't call it the lowest point because I guess because humans, they don't want to ever, no one's ever trying to give humans credit for anything. I don't well, know. I think I was just, I was, they, they kept on saying the artificial, you know, lowest point. I was like, what? Man made. Is, is there yeah. something human is, made? Thank you. Very yeah. Much. Maybe there's nothing, there's nothing natural that even comes close to that. So, that's what they got to say. Artificial yeah, going the opposite. So I, I was thinking, like, well, what's deeper than this? This is like super crazy deep. But I mean, when the asteroid hit the Gulf of Mexico, made a pretty deep natural hole. Yeah. True. How deep was that? How deep is that crater? How deep was it? Uh, yeah, it sounds like you're starting a joke. <laughs> uh, I mean, the crater today has been filled in. Which, but, but even then, I think it was only like miles. Kilometers oh. or 12 miles. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Chicks loop, 12 miles. No, yeah. So. so that's deeper than deeper than this. It is deeper than this, but um, no, not yeah. not by a, a tremendous. I mean, well, there's two ways. A couple, ways you couple, mi- couple yeah. miles. I mean, yeah. I don't know, it's all relative, but it's all relative from their projected depth from their planned depth it's not too bad yeah so let's get into this uh, a little bit yeah. about this uh uh the cola super deep borehole so uh the, to give you guys some background information there's kind of we're going to talk about a couple couple boreholes with this podcast here but kind of focusing on the the cola super deep borehole but to kind of start things off the, the U.S. in the late 1950s kind of starts this this drilling race, and uh, and they were 
they were originally trying to f- f- um, try to drill through the Earth's crust into the Earth's mantle, right? Past what's known as the the Moho and go down into the Earth's mantle. So this is in the late 1950s. Now keep in mind they they tried first doing this in the 1950s. We still haven't succeeded to this. Uh, you know, we have we haven't gotten to this goal yet, and it's been about 70 years or so. So it's uh, what we've learned is it's really really hard to drill down that deep. It's uh, from an engineering perspective, it can get a little tricky. You know, it's a little <laughs> little touch and go at times. So, anyways, I feel like engineers are always making excuses. There, I said it. <laughs> also, uh, you know, the political climate. Let's yeah. In the fifties, was let's let's beat those ruskies. I don't I mean, care what it costs. Let's throw money at it. I I I don't want to besmirch NASA, but that was like seventy percent of the reason we went to the moon. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, whatever excuse, you, whatever excuse you need to get the the job done. Like, I feel like if I was trying to, if I was like trying to get to the moon, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm doing it to beat the Russians. If, as long as people are like paying me to do what I want to do, <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say just about anything. So let's, let's, I, I am let's, unscrupulous. <laughs> so this first group that came up with these series, the, like the first series plans to drill down to the earth's mantle was known as, this is an amazing name. And I, I don't really know too much about this, but the American miscellaneous society. Yeah. What, what is that? (laughs) Yeah. Let's call ourselves the American miscellaneous society. Nobody's going to take you seriously with a name like American miscellaneous society. And it, it started, the whole project was conceived kind of an interesting way too. We really should do a whole episode on it. Um, Cause the whole thing, anything about this. Yeah. I remember reading a story a while ago about it. Yeah. It started, I want to say it started as like, like a dinner table discussion at some conference. Like, Hey, do you think we could drill a hole to the moho? I bet we could. And then they sort of started meeting about it and they're like, let's try and get some money to do this. It was like, it was like a whole thing. There was an overlap with project moho and um, Wait, was there, or it was right around the same time, which we talked about sort of recently when Howard Hughes funded the, Oh, yeah, to get the sub, the, get the sub. I think he used the same sort of propulsion technology there. So like, I feel like the CIA was involved because of course, um, but yeah, we should, we should save this for when I can. And is it still a thing? Is the American Miscellaneous Society still around? Oh, yeah. Can we become members? Or not, can we, can we, can we restart re- it? Revive it? Yeah. yeah. We might have to join the CIA, which I don't know if I'm ready to. Eh, I'm dead inside and have no moral compass. I'll be right. Like I said, <laughs> as long as I can do my own work, I'll say just about anything. Uh, it is. It looks like it's not around anymore. It was around from just from according to Wikipedia. I'm not doing a deep dive into this, but it looks like it... Uh, kind of felt it was from 52 1952 to 1964 i want to say like there was a lot of infighting after so mohole had and and people always look at it as so they made it down do you have the number like 700 meters i i, I got the numbers do you see it uh oh yeah. no it's i think yeah i think you're right i'm sorry i, I didn't put it on there but i yeah. believe it was like 800 
But anyways, yeah. And so real quick, uh, I feel like American Miscellaneous Society should be a whole new line of merch for us. Ooh. (laughs) But carry on. I'd buy that shirt. All right. We can can have a little meeting after this podcast is over. (laughs) So, and part of it was the, you know, and you've got this here, so I don't want to sort of steal your thunder. No, go ahead. There was a lot of technology, like, just to start the drill. So they decided to do it in the ocean because that's where the uh, crust is the thinnest before you hit the mantle. And they developed all this technology, you know, to um, drill in deep seas. And so they had a, you know, to, to make sure you stayed straight and over the hole, you know, especially if you weren't on a jacked platform, like a platform that um, anchored to the sea floor, not like a platform that lifts a lot of weights. Um, <laughs> they, they had a propulsion system that sort of kept it steady and, and, and kept it over the hole. And this and is all pre GPS, pre GPS. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, it's right around when GPS is being developed because the guys who, in, you know, came up with the idea for GPS was from Sputnik, which was in 50, 58. It was, um, that would make sense. It was like, yeah, wasn't Sputnik just 10 years before we landed on the moon? Yeah. So yeah, Sputnik was 57. 57 and it was right. because they heard a, it was two guys at Bell Lab who were like having lunch and they heard the beeping because the, the Russia, again, the Soviets put a, a, a an easily identified signal that you could pick up because they wanted people to know it was out yeah. there. Showing off. And they, they could pinpoint where it was based on how long it took them to receive the beep and whatnot. And they're like, what if this was reversed? What if we had a receiver? What if we had a transmitter and there was things in space? Could they find, could they tell us exactly where we were? Essentially was the idea. So anyway, uh, the thing with Moho, mole hole, is that they developed all this technology and they drilled down and they reached a depth of 800 meters, which if you're looking at it from the outside, you're like, that's not, that's not so great, right? Um, but that's what they plan to do. Like the first shot at it was sort of a pilot proof of oh, concept. Hey, real fast. We're yeah. way off with how low, how, how we way overcompensated for how far project Mohole went. It was, I thought it was real short, like a hundred yards, 600 feet, 600 meters. meters. I would, we would have totally meters. crashed. That's that satellite into yeah into so <laughs> we're apologies we're way yeah. off with that one okay so well this is the yeah more to my point even more to my point people were like oh 600 feet that's weak that is pretty weak uh, <laughs> but, but it was all proof of concept like that the platform would work that drilling in the seabed would work and and like you have here you know this is this is um the basis for offshore oil drilling as we do it today was using this technology. It started here yeah. as most of these industry applications do with sort of the scientific, you know, trying to come up, trying to solve this problem. But yeah, then you have here that it was canceled because costs ran out of control. There's a whole understory about like infighting within the American miscellaneous society about, 
<laughs> what the next step should be and how they should do it. And that's what led to a lot of this cost overrun and whatnot. Yeah. So what ends up happening is, uh, well, we'll get into this a little bit later, but yeah, when you're on these boats, like, like, you know, with, or these ships, I should say these drilling vessels, like it's, they just didn't have that, that technology like they have today. Like now they can get to like within supposedly centimeter precision of, of keeping, keeping that, uh, that ship steady. And there is, there is a uh, kind of going off topic for a second, but there's this documentary on YouTube. I cannot remember the name of this, but it's about these, these deep, uh, these, these, um, these deep sea divers that work for the oil companies and they, they go down to the, like the bottom, I think they're in the black sea, North sea or the black sea. I thought maybe it was the North sea. There's and, like an oil field in the North sea. Yeah. That's why I want to say the North sea. Yeah. And so they go down there and they, they, they do work on basically where the, where the oil well is at the, where it's, at, you know, along the, the very bottom of the, of the sea floor there. It's the like wellhead. Yeah. The wellhead, they do all this work on the wellhead and they are like way down there. They have to sit in the, uh, the, um, they're in those, the helium decompression, decompression oh. chambers. No, they, 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 once they pressurize the chamber, like they're in there for a month. What? And so they're breathing in helium. Yeah. They, they, they're like, they, cause they don't have time. It's something to do with, the, they don't have the time to keep on going out and decompressing. It just takes too long. So they just boom, they, they, they jack up the pressure in these, in these chambers at the, on the ship. And they just, and, and they, the guys that they, they put helium in the air too. And they're all like, they're all talking like they're like cartoon characters, but it has That's something to do crazy. with. Yeah. And so they're down there for like extended amounts of time and, and they're doing, doing the work on the stuff. Anyways, um, the, the GPS unit on the ship, like basically it goes berserk and it like shuts off and the ship starts, ship starts going off course. And now this guy's tethered in, he's doing, he's doing a walk on the bottom of the seafloor. The ship starts going off course and it drags him away and his lifeline gets, gets uh, snipped. Oh no. And he survived like 20 minutes at the bottom of the seafloor and it was, Spoiler alert! I'm really, if you ever see this, I gotta look up the name of this documentary. But yeah, it was all about these guys. That, uh, but he ended up miraculously living. Oh, thank God! I was, After, dude. I was it was not... the scariest documentary. Uh, yeah. Oh. Could you imagine? Just and because at first, like he he has enough. They they have it so that you have enough air for like five ten minutes or something like that, and then he's waiting and nobody's coming to get him because the ship went off so far off course. They had to reboot the whole system. And that took a couple of minutes. And finally, once it rebooted, then they were able to get the ship back over to where he was and, and stabilize it again. Sure. Um, no, thanks. But I mean, <clears throat> the ability to find these wellheads that are, it's, it's called last breath, by the way, if you're, these, I mean, the wellheads that are a foot in diameter, you know, two feet in diameter, they can pinpoint on the bottom of the sea floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, all right. So, a little, little bit of a, a tangent there going off. But um, so, 1966, United States Congress they axed the uh, the Mohall project. Um, cost got too expensive, and um, it just it just cost too much money. So that kind of set the foundation. We talked about that to get to the main topic of today, the, <laughs> the cola yeah. super deep borehole. So now the Soviets want to give them, give this thing a shot and see, see what they can do. 
Is there, so, just real quick, is there a technical definition between when you transition from being deep to super deep? That's a like, good question. When you're bad and you're super bad, you know, yeah. <laughs> if you have to ask, you're not deep enough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't define it, but I know when I see it. Uh, so the, uh, this, this, uh, this borehole is up there in the Arctic circle. It's in the, uh, let's see, let's see if I can try to pronounce this. Uh, the, the Pekhenchki district. Uh, it's near the Russian border with Norway. Yeah. On the Kola Peninsula. I like how Russia's like, let's do the impossible. Let's drill really, really deep. Yeah. Let's add another layer to this. Let's do it in the Arctic Circle. Yeah. Perchensky. Yeah. Well, it's in I Mur- think, Murmansk. I near think, Murmansk. I think I want to say that there is there's a reason they picked the art above the Arctic Circle. They want to do it in the permafrost. I think it's easier to drill in the permafrost. Uh, yeah, I think the, don't the oil. I think that I want to say the oil companies in Alaska they drill in the they there's something about they drill in the winter because uh, everything's frozen. I guess it's permafrost, it's always frozen. I mean, it, it makes it solid, it's probably, yeah. I do know. Do you know why they picked the, the Balt? So it's on the Baltic Shield, right? So it's like this a shield is really old rock, okay, that, that's been fairly stable. You know, you think about like the Canadian Shield or in Australia. So it's it's rock that's two, three billion years old. They picked it because from what I've read, <clears throat> and I, I disagree with this assessment, um, the sedimentary rock is, is young and pretty much well studied and well understood from all of the oil and gas exploration, which I disagree with. <laughs> so they wanted to pick ancient rock to get a better sense of sort of the how the earth formed and they wanted to study rock that not many people had studied okay well i was going to say they're not wrong the sedimentary rocks from the oil and gas companies have been studied more they, yes i wouldn't say they're done like up oh, we know it all moving on some people no. would well, they are fools. <laughs> so the drilling for this thing starts in 1970. So little little bits after a couple years after uh, uh, the the Mohol project gets axed. So uh, originally the plan was these guys were going to go down nine miles. That's uh, fourteen thousand five hundred meters. Yeah. Uh, 15 was the target 15 yeah. kilometers i think they rounded up yeah that's that's uh that's that's pretty deep um so uh they ended up going down oh do you want to say something i was going to i, I want to say the the deepest well at the time in 1970 was it um it was uh i'm just i'm totally blanking on the name here of uh bertha rogers uh the bertha rogers hole in oklahoma which is a great name i did see that yeah (laughs) yeah for and was thirty one thousand feet um which is nine kilometers nine and a half kilometers 
but the Bertha Rogers hole um, was drilled in 1974. Okay. So right, right around there, same time. They started about the same time. Yeah, and so um, so the, that the Cola was, target was fifteen thousand. Yeah, fifteen thousand. They broke that record from the Bertha Rogers hole on June sixth, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. So there was this. They actually drilled a couple holes here, and the the holes they were drilling was uh, nine inches in diameter. Well, yes and no. Oh well, what's what do I have wrong? Was it so, telescoping? Yeah, no, yeah. So at the top of the hole, it was actually a little wider. So the upper, uh, I don't know, a couple of kilometers, it's a little bit wider, not by much. What did you say? Nine inches. Nine inches. Nine 20, inches. 23 centimeters, I think. Yeah, so. the upper the upper part of the hole, it's 35. So it's like 15 inches. So I would imagine just uh, as a non engineer, you're, you're drilling this hole. You don't want it too big because you don't want anybody falling in by accident. <laughs> I, I don't think it has to do with that. I think it has to do with the frictional resistance. The bigger the hole, the more. Uh, but I was thinking, like, uh, that's not a reason that you wouldn't like make it like small because you don't want anybody. Yeah. What if someone it fell doesn't? In? If it's twelve feet or twelve hundred feet, one, someone could die. One, you're not getting them out, and two, it's going to clog the hole. <laughs> True, but anything you don't want body parts in. clogging the hole up, you know, that's gonna uh, you know how easy it is to drill through body parts like butter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no body in the hole, just punch it. Uh, it's just red water. Keep going. Um if if you think you can think of the, the hole as looking like a um like a needle, like a sewing needle. So it's a little bit mm-hmm. fat at the top and it it gets skinny towards the bottom. Um if the diameter of, of the base of, you know, if the, if the needle was one millimeter, the length of the needle would need to be 57 meters for to scale it to what it is. Does that make sense? Wait, so if the, the, the diameter of the needle is one millimeter. 57 meter long needle. That would be yeah. amazing. <laughs> so you would need like wow. a 50. If, That's you know, a long drill I see, you're saying, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is a this is a big hole. So they they end up drilling um they drilled a bunch of these holes uh to tell you the truth. Uh so they 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 uh they first beat the let's see. The- so they they're while, while you get these numbers here. They <clears throat> the original drill rig, I just love the name of this. It's still a company that's in in technically in business today or you know, still operating today. It's called Ural Mash. So it's like, oh, we need to get into the Urals. We Let's mash that it. Rock. Let's mash it. <laughs> and so it was it was the Ural Mash 4E was the type of rig. And they had to modify it <clears throat> to get down and they and and it could get down to seven kilometers. And that took it took four years to get seven kilometers, after which they needed a whole specifically designed rig to go below that. And so Euromash developed the Euromash 15,000. <laughs> I like it is, went from 5E to 15,000. So because it was going to go 15,000 meters. Yeah. And so the new rig was specific for this because one of the great problems we, we often think about, and we could probably talk about this, is like temperature and pressure. 
But a bigger problem that they foresaw was that <clears throat> just with how drilling works, right, where you where you drop some rods down and you have the the drill bit at the end of it, and then you got to you know you you put your casing, you drill, and then you put casing down, and then you have to pull the rods out and attach more rods to drop them down and drop more casing. And while you're dropping the rods down, the rig itself was having trouble holding the weight of the rods. Oh, geez. Yeah. And so just the drilling equipment, just the drill string alone um, w- was pushing 200 tons. Yeah. When we say drill string, that means like all of that, the whole length of the steel drill bit going down. They call it you know, a string. It's not I really never, a string, but I never even thought about no, that. Yeah. How much, yeah, how much so they, that weighs as you just drop it down the hole. Yeah. Yeah. So they needed this, this system that could hold 400 tons. And that's why if you ever see pictures, it's this long tower sort of encased in wood or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it, it was, it was kind of, kind of crazy. Did you know, um, that as they were starting to get especially deeper, it was um, such slow work that they were making it seven to 10 meters after four hours. Wow. And then the bit would be dead and they'd have to put a new bit on. Yeah. To pull the bit out. And it would take uh, about four hours to, to pull it all up and four hours to pu- push it all back down. Yeah. Jeez. And when they pull it up, they call it tripping out. When they put it back in, I guess they call it tripping in. I don't even know. <laughs> well, there's there's something that I was reading about. the When you're dealing with a hole this big, it has to be perfectly vertical. If it's off by just the slightest amount. I mean, we're talking, we're going down. Um, what's the record? For 30 or 12,000. Uh, it was what's what they end up 12,262. Yeah, yeah, okay, 12,262 meters, which is 40,230 feet. Like that's deeper. Let's just that number that they drill down deeper than what airliners fly out above our heads. Yeah, so if you were to take that drilling rig and, and just took it out of the ground, um, it would hit an airplane, it, it would hit an airplane. Yeah, <laughs> hit I mean, commercial airliner. It, it did. It moved a little bit. There was some horizontal offset. They were able to. It, yeah. It, so it a wasn't lot, perfectly uh, vertical. I mean, it's not completely vertical. It's not like a plum drop because when you hit like if you hit rock of different, the, the bit itself is going to try and find the low density spots. Like it's going to go through what's easy. Mm-hmm. And so when you hit lower density rock, the, the bit moves a bit. And and what and whatnot. So it, it was hitting different materials. So there is a little offset. And you see this a lot. I mean, drilling today, they sort of account for this and they they actually utilize this with it's called directional drilling, where they they can turn the drills almost horizontal in spots. They do turn them horizontally, mm-hmm. they drill vertical and turn them horizontal. But there is some drift that happens. And this is what sort of plagued them a little bit below seven kilometers. And, and I think, I don't know if you're going to talk about this, you know, it, the string would actually break if there was too much horizontal offset. Okay. And they'd have to pull it up 
And from wherever it broke, they would just have to start drilling straight down again. Through the, through the old bit. Through the, well, yeah. So it, it would go down and if it starts turning too much, it would kink and break. And so they'd have to pull it up and try and straighten it out. Mm-hmm. And so they actually made it 12 kilometers. They hit the 12 kilometer mark in the early eighties and they, they sort of, um, it, it was sort of interesting, you know, cause they, they were really happy that it seemed to be a mark, but because they were expecting to hit basalt and they didn't hit basalt, you know, they were expecting to, to see a change because on the size, uh, on the seismic, that they saw a seismic discontinuity at 12 kilometers. Mm-hmm. And so they expected the rock to change, but here it was granite and they were still in granite. It was just metamorphosed granite. And that's what was causing this. So, you know, it, it made us rethink how we think about seismic discontinuities, but also they took a break to like, look at their findings and, and they brought in, you know, scientists from all over the world to look at this, you know, 12 kilometer mark. And then they restarted it like a month or two later and here the, the string broke like instantly. So uh-huh. like it, there was some thought that the, the line had shifted while it was in place. Oh, and that okay. happens from the pressure yeah. of the surrounding rock pushing on it. They should have just sort of kept going. So they had to pull it all the way back up to the seven kilometer mark. So they lost five kilometers. Oh, jeez. Ugh. To re- and restart, and then they hit twelve kilometers again, which is like incredibly impressive. Um, but Good yeah, gracious, it's um, you know that it it was really it's really sort of an interesting story. Wow. Yeah, and so then that was the second hole that they drilled. Yeah, and then they started the third one, and that was where they really just. They kept on going. So that second hole that you're talking about, where they went, they went down. It was nearly exactly twelve. It was yeah. twelve thousand sixty-six meters. And then they decided to do this a third time, and that went down twelve thousand two hundred sixty-two meters. And that was the record break. That's that the record. Even the first hole made it like eleven thousand eight hundred. They were so close to twelve thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah, the first hole reached eleven thousand six hundred sixty-two. Yeah. So just real quick, I got sidetracked there, but the idea, the point was that it, it's, it's like nearly vertical and a lot of the, the holes now, the deeper, deepest hole is in, um, where is it? Somewhere in the, uh, what's the deepest hole today? Oh, it's um, in, in Qatar. In the, the Persian Gulf. Yeah. The, One of the, the Exxon Sh- ones, right? Yeah. Sh- or- Shaheen oil well is is longer but it has a bigger vertical offset such that the the cola super deep borehole is deeper by like a factor of six or something it's something insane because the just there's so much there's almost two miles of horizontal offset on that exxon well yeah and and they can it, it's amazing what they can do with those um, directional drilling rigs now. Yeah, I, I've been on some small, obviously much much smaller scale. Like they want to get an oil pipeline across a creek, so uh, rather than dig it all up and you know 
impacting the wetlands and the creek and all this other stuff. They just big a di- dig a big pit on one side of the creek, dig a big pit on the other side of the creek, and they stick their drill in almost kind of sideways and down, drill under it, and the drill bit has like a battery pack. It's like a DeWalt rechargeable battery pack on it, and it lasts for know, a few days. And as they're drilling, it's sending signals and they have a little receiver box thing and they can tell you like, oh, it's right here. You need to turn the, the drill, you know, two degrees to the north. Then they 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 circulate the fluid, which turns the drill bit head without pushing it. It turns the drill bit head and it kind of moves it over a little bit and then they keep going. And, you know, obviously, again, small scale, much, much more shallower. But this technology is like all over the place. I mean, I live in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. We have a refinery out here in Marcus hook and there's oil pipelines, you know, all over the place out here. And that's how they get across like major highways, major waterways. Uh, It's just an efficient way to get from a to B without too much land disturbance. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty, the, that, the, the ability to drill, you know, to, to drill, I guess you'd say like non-vertically, you know, in the, the horizontal drilling, it's, I know that, that, that was a game changer for the oil and gas industry too. So, yeah. Okay. So getting back to the, the cola, uh, uh, well, the super deep borehole. Yeah. So it, it hit, uh, so it hit the, uh, in 1989 hit 12,262 meters. Uh, and then, um, and then in by June 1990, it, it had a breakdown, and uh, they tried drilling a fourth hole again. They had to take it out from 12,262 all the way back out to 9,600 meters, <laughs> and uh, and they, they they tried it again, but the, that one only went down to 11,882 feet. Um, they tried a little more, but it didn't. Um, Basically, it wasn't going down as far. And then by 1994, there was just there was no more money for this thing, so they they axed it. So what had happened was at this location where they're drilling down, one of the things that made this more complicated were was temperature. So down there, twelve thousand feet, they were expecting the temperatures that were like nearly twice as high as what they were what they had predicted. They thought that they were going to hit temperatures of 100 degrees Celsius. Instead, they hit temperatures of 180 degrees Celsius. Yeah, I saw as high as 220. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about a well in a couple of minutes that's going to get even hotter than that. What? So, yeah. two, 220s, what, like f- over 400 degrees Fahrenheit for us, you know, common folk. Yeah. Um, but, and you may say, like, oh, okay, 400 degrees, like, you know, stuff wears out so much faster when it's hot it's it's not in its natural not not natural state but you know things are going to wear out faster things are going to melt things are going to um just essentially fall apart faster even if you have like your diamond impregnated drill bits and things like that when it when it's hotter it's not as efficient um i guess it's the best way to put it you know, less fall apart well, the colder and, it is. And then the other thing was that the rocks were behaving like plastics. They weren't even like, they, they, it was just 
kind of would you say like gumming it all, all up? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. So it was, just, it was very difficult material to drill through as well. So basically now, we don't know. This wasn't a core at this depth, correct? This was just, no, they were pulling up core there for the whole length, whole length. It got weird. And that was part of it. Like the way it was pulling up rock at some point, it was, they were getting like these discs and these washers, like, looking rock yeah that's crazy because a, a drilling there's all different types of drilling but core drilling is the most difficult yeah. because essentially you're, you're drilling almost two holes because like jesse said earlier like you're drilling the outer hole driving in casing and then the the inner hole is advancing in front of the casing to collect that core sample and then they got to pull that thinner straw up out of the outer straw and and like we were talking about earlier if you have any sort of deviation that inner straw can get stuck inside the outer straw because it's you know you only the clearance around the difference between the inner and the outer straw is is not a lot so if you bend it too much you can get stuck um this actually rewrote like when we teach geothermal gradient right so temperature increases as you go towards the core. In the crust, we say the temperature increases about 25 degrees C for every kilometer. And in the mantle and below, it's one degree C for every kilometer. That 25 degrees C for every kilometer comes from this, this core hole. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize we that. We thought it was about half that, and that's why they thought it was a hundred. It would be a hundred degrees. Oh, wow, that's really neat. I didn't know that's where that came from. Yeah. Um, yeah. The more so you it, know. Yeah, it was. It was. It was sort of crazy. You know, they're just how quickly temperature. They. This is one of the places where they. They realized they couldn't use steel. Uh, casing anymore because it would become um, too malleable from the heat and and it would just bend too easily from the pressure of the rock pushing on it so they used an aluminum alloy which can you know doesn't um, does better with the heat interesting yeah yeah and and you think about it too you're spinning that thing and if you're starting to get malleable you're going to start instead of it's spinning, you're going to start twisting like the whole, the whole <laughs> drill stem can start twisting, which then causes problems. And they, um, part of the heat here, they think, which makes me, you know, curious about, well, I guess it sort of makes sense. So previous studies of, of heat release from rocks in, in larger shield or, or batholiths, you know, this crystalline sort of granite rocks, um, they've done studies on, on shields elsewhere and, and, and batholiths elsewhere near the surface. And they found that as you go down in, in, in depth in the subsurface, the, the heat release lessens, if that makes sense. So the heat released from the rock itself. So temperature increases just from depth, from leftover from formation because you're near the core or whatnot but there is some heat that gets actually released from the rock itself 
like uh, like degradation of nuclear minerals. Basically, is is what they found here is that, but in, in this core hole, they found that the heat actually um, increased. You know, the the heat released um, with depth actually increased, and it was because the this heat flux that they were finding was from radioactive elements and it accounted for like 40 to 50 percent of the heat they found here holy cow wow which you know makes me wonder if is this truly representative of the crust should we be using that 25 degrees c per kilometer but i'm sure the people who came you know studied this know better Uh than i I'm thinking the new American Miscellaneous Society should ask NSF for funding to figure this out. Yeah. Where's a place we want to hang out for 29 to, to 35 years? I was thinking Delaware County, Pennsylvania. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Where, where, Go, would, where right would through, you? Right through the hall, what's the heck and shift, baby? Just... Mm. Oh, there you go. That would be interesting. Go through the granite dome off of uh, the Baltimore Canyon there. Mm. Could be. What's the deal with that? Yeah, these are old rocks, but they're not uh, igneous. There's a, there's a weird seismic discontinuity under uh, northeastern Pennsylvania. You yeah. Out in Scranton. Yeah, we could do that. Um, See, Chris is on board. Yeah. He seems, seems super stoked. <laughs> it's the Electric City. Get on board. <laughs> the Electric City. I forgot about that. Isn't yeah. that where Scranton was where the office took place, right? Yeah. Ain't no yeah. party like Scranton party. Yeah. yeah. Party don't stop. So even though, let's go back to the the the, uh, the Russians. They, even though they went down 12,000 plus meters, they were only a third of the way through the crust. Yeah. Crazy. They In the Baltic, in um, the Baltic Shield, they anticipate the crust is the moho there is about 40 kilometers. Hmm. Yeah. So, and, and that was their target depth. Uh, was 15 it? was their, no, 15 was the target. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Like, so, uh, yes. So oh, they knew, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They knew yeah. they weren't going to. So you could spend all this money and all this time to try to drill down to the, to the moho and get uh, rocks from the Earth's mantle. But we do have rocks from the Earth's mantle. They're called ophiolites. <laughs> ophiolite sequences. So I don't understand why they just don't take a field trip out there and just... Well, actually, the reason that they don't... I'm being silly, but the reason that they... Like, they want to get fresh samples is because the stuff that we do have that's exposed the, at the surface of the Earth is like millions of years old, if not hundreds of millions of years old. So old news, as they, they say. Yeah, they want to they want to <laughs> get like that that fresh stuff. You know, it's so it's like yeah, if you're drinking cold coffee, it's just like yeah, it's coffee, but it's cold. It's old. You know, there's nothing wrong with cold coffee. That's what yeah. I'm saying. A lot of people don't like it though. I don't. Yeah. I don't. But it's like uh, it's like people find you know you find a meteor right on the ground. You're like, all right, well, <clears throat> when did it land? You know, if I test this or I look at things, how much is like, how much has it been altered by the atmosphere and by water and by microbes and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. So, same, same idea, I think. 
Yeah. You want so, a fresh sample. So this, uh, this drill site is closed down. They welded, they welded the, uh, the, 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 the top of the, of the well it's sealed shut because but, all the ghosts started coming out. Well, apparently yeah, what's the story with the, with the ghosts, this thing, the noises. I, you, you were the one who was saying, so oh. actually this is before we get to the ghosts. I don't, <laughs> have that much, I don't have that much to talk about the ghosts. It's just one, one thing of I, the, well, so the, the story is that they, they put microphones down there like geophones or microphones and um, they heard weird noises, spooky noises. Yeah. So it's a spooky, spooky hole. It's it's a it's a Halloween hole. This we should release save this to the end of October. This will be a Halloween episode. <laughs> we'll, we'll all pretend. Make the your best cola super deep noise. <laughs> but they one of the issues when you go this deep is with geophysics, and so they're putting instruments down there to get say geophysical measurements. Is that at, at you know seven eight nine ten eleven twelve kilometers you know you have attenuation on the lines and like to to get the recording and, and the measurements back up to your data logger like that was a technical challenge in itself yeah they were doing this they had to they had a sort of they had to find a way to know what depth they were at so they could account for, you know, changes in signal that were just due to spooling out 10 kilometers of wire. And so it's, it's all these little things that we don't, we don't think about. We often talk about the heat and the pressure of the drill bit and, and whatnot. We don't think about like the information we got from this, you know, there, there was all these technical feats. They sort of, that were needed to overcome, mm-hmm. but then they heard ghosts and they they put a big manhole over it and they screwed yeah. in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve bolts. Which, you know, if it's just a manhole and you're capping a well, you don't need twelve bolts. If it's a ghost well, you need twelve <laughs> bolts because they don't want people falling down. I'm telling you, that's what- <laughs> <Like> baby Jessica. <laughs> They um too soon. They, no, do you, do think, you guys even remember that, baby Jessica? Remember that? No, I remember the little baby that fell on the well. Like, yeah, yeah. I think she's like, how old is she now? She's, she's probably, probably like, probably like fifty. No, she's no, probably like uh, in her late thirties. My guess, thirties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was a, a a Dutch artist put this microphone down the well, and it picked up a quote deep rumbling, and that scientists couldn't explain. So I don't. Uh, some people thought that it sounded like hell. Nice. I like it. Um, I'm also I'm also liking this movie, The Super Deep. I'm totally going to watch this. <laughs> it's in Russian, so. That's all right. I'll do the, subtitles. The, oh, it's the, the horror movie? Yeah. Yeah, it just came out in 2020. <clears throat> so when they capped it, they wrote the depth on the well. Um, yeah, and they got it wrong. <laughs> they, they put 12,226. Instead of sixty-two. Instead of sixty-two. Whoopsies. But so it's—I mean—it's an abandoned site now. It's just like a broken-down, sort of wrecked site. You can go there and visit it, and you if can't you... go there. And you know what? You don't have to worry about ghosts falling, that... falling down the well. Oh yeah, you don't. <laughs> well, unless you have a ratchet to open twelve bolts. 
we should take well no you don't want to let the ghosts out who let the ghosts out one thing i i forgot to mention so the this whole in terms of the geology we we are supposed to talk about geology is uh it's sort of they found a lot of things they weren't expecting to find in terms of the, the rock they were penetrating one of the really kind of interesting things is that they found all these sort of geochemical anomalies. Um, uh, you know, part of the reason they drilled here, I said, was because they wanted to go somewhere that wasn't sedimentary. Uh, it's also an area rich in sort of nickel and copper. So they're like, well, we'll just check on the way down if there's anything of, of value. Um, but at, at nine and a half kilometers, they discovered uh, micrometer grains of micrometer grains of native gold. So just gold cool. hanging out. Cool. And the concentrations of it, you know, if you scale it to what they found in the rock would reach about a gram per ton, which hmm. is a lot. Yeah, a that's, lot a, that's a lot. That's gold. a lot of gold. That's a lot of gold. I mean, you're not going to mine at, at nine kilometers to be profitable, but whoo. That's a lot of gold. So, it, you know, it's telling us a lot about the evolution of minerals and, and, and the evolution of our planet and maybe what the planet is composed of. Um, so there's and, gold in them there holes. I'm not saying we should go there and unscrew those eight bolts and go gold mining. 12, 12 bolts. Yeah. Well, I'll leave four on for good measure. <laughs> We'll just turn it to the side. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, we'll just leave one in like it's a lid. <laughs> yeah, in case the ghost tries to get yeah. out. So if you in case in- of ghosts, please slide back. Yeah, Tommy knockers. That's what they were hearing. Ooh. Yeah, I'm reading. Uh, so if you type into on Google Maps, you just type in the uh, the Cola Super Deep Borehole. It shows up as a tourist attraction. It gives you like the exact directions on how to get there. Um, oh couple fun things. It's open 24 hours. So if you ever want to go there, <laughs> uh, it's got the address to go there. And oh, in, re- in the summertime, it's probably sunny all day long. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm reading the reviews that people left. They got four out of five stars. Nice. Um, some of these reviews are pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> one person says one of the best places I've ever visited. Uh, apparently, it's not easy to get there. Uh, Apparently, it also smells like barbecue around there. I don't know. Ooh, <laughs> uh, uh, this review says world's deepest hole, 12,000 feet man-made drill. Is there a non-man-made drill? I, some of the... That was my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Get the whiteboard out. Some of, some of these reviews are pretty good, but um, uh, one person says it's deep, and that's all. I only gave it one star. So, I mean, uh, they're, not, they're not wrong. They're not wrong with that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I wouldn't want to give it one star. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. There's, there's the, uh, there's the call a super deep borehole, but that's not the last borehole we're going to talk about today. We got two other ones that we're going to quickly, very, very briefly talk about. Uh, the Germans wanted their take at a, at a super deep borehole. So, in 1990, uh, the German Continental Deep Drilling Program, which is uh, the KTB, began in Bavaria, uh, and they went down 5.6 miles, nine kilometers. They didn't make the they didn't they didn't break the record. But what happened with these guys 
they encounter temperatures as high as 600 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 315 Whoa. degrees Celsius. So Whoa. whatever's going on underneath Bavaria, it was at nine kilometers is much, much hotter than, than what the cola, um, I mean, uh, the cola well was. Are we just assuming it's ghosts? It's probably ghosts. You know, everybody says you can hear the, the screams of hell at the, uh, in the cola. Yeah. Uh, well, so, um, so, yeah, the, so they did that for a little bit, uh, but uh, so that's yeah. That's basically all going to go to with the with the Germans, which is really hot there. And then the Japanese have uh, the Julesip uh, Chikyu, and mm. they're trying to go down into the ocean floor. Now we said this in the beginning of the podcast. You got your choice. You can either try to go through the bottom of the ocean floor, which is the crust of the ocean is is much thinner than the crust on uh than the continental crust so but then you got it's you got some other logistics to worry about about you know keeping your ship in place and, and things like that so um they they were they started drilling with this uh this drill ship and today they're they're trying to work they're they're in collaboration with the international ocean drilling uh, the i'm sorry the international ocean discovery program also known as the iodp and they're trying to get down through six kilometers of ocean crust and to hit the, uh, to hit the, um, uh, the Moho, which is the, the boundary between the crust and, and the mantle. So they only need like a billion dollars to do this. So if you got some, uh, some deep pockets and want to donate, <laughs> I don't, I think they're looking for some money. I got my change jar out. Yeah. There's yeah. a go, there's a GoFundMe page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So they're going to call that one the uh, the M two M Mohal, M two O Mohal to Mantle, M two M. Gotcha. I mean, so, isn't the Mo isn't the Moho the Mantle? Mohal Mohal to Mantle. Oh, Moho. Mo- yeah, Mohal. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And yeah, where where was this one at? Did they say where they're drilling? It's, no, it, I I believe I think. I think it's we we're both in agreement it was in the, by the Indian Ocean, but yeah. Um, let's see. So I know there's one in the there's one. This might have been the one they started um, in 2016, 2017, yeah. and they made it 700 meters. This is where I'm getting that 700 meters from. Um, I may have plans to go back here. Yeah, the Joyce Resolution uh, shows a point in the Indian Ocean near the coast of. Uh, Eastern Africa, um, yeah, yeah. I get why not. Why not do it there, the East African Rift? Yeah, um, I think you get That's too much volcanics. Too hot. Yeah, too hot. Bob there, and it's yeah, it's gonna be a mess. Well, I mean, Project Mohol, and actually in this this um, so so the the drill ship Chiku is part of IODP, which is the international drilling international oceanic drilling program and the other is the joyous resolution which i said which is in 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 the in the ocean one of the spots they were looking at was hawaii right isn't that where the first moho project was why mexico mexico oh yeah 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 you're right because the the crust is really thin there and you know, the pros are the weather is usually always really good. 
mm-hmm. and you're sort of close to to a, a base of operations. The downside is, you know, once you get off the island, the, the seafloor drops down, you know, twenty thousand feet, and so it makes yeah. it tricky to to drill at such depths. Right, and we were talking about the uh, troubles of the cola borehole and all the weight of the drill string. Well, now you're adding 20,000 feet of drill string weight. Uh, yeah. Just, just to start. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You have, and you have ocean currents that are pushing on those rods and whatnot. It's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Indubitably. So uh, there you have it. Um, man. We had a we had a really good outline for this podcast today. We did, we did. I'm <sighs> glad we had an outline. I wish it would have been formatted a little better. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. Lie, lie. I wish there was a spell check on that. <laughs> <laughs> spell check on my voice. That would be fantastic. <laughs> but we'd like to thank the formatting formula for always being a great supporter of our podcast check them out at www.formattingformula.com or you can uh for all of your formatting word document needs anything from headers footers dissertations theses you know they'll help you out they'll hook you up um but if you want to teach yourself how to do it you can check out their super awesome helpful videos at youtube forward slash c forward slash formatting formula where you can learn to teach yourself how to do all this stuff. So uh, not me. I'm lazy. I just go right to the source, check out formatting, you know, send the formatting formula, a nice email. Hey, this is my project. This is the things I need fixed. And they say, no problem. And they say, wait, 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 the geology flannel cast sent you. Oh, that's even better. So make sure you tell them the geology flannel cast sent you again, formatting formula.com or YouTube forward slash C forward slash formatting formula. Thanks again. All right. Well, that about wraps it up, I think, for, for today's episode all about, about drilling in general. This was kind of a different one. I liked I liked the pace of this one. This was a this was a little, little little different than what we're used to, you know, a little more engineering talk with this podcast, but I just yeah. cool. learned, learned. I'm gonna a lot. have to take a shower after this one. Yeah, cold shower and <laughs> <you know. laughs> anyway. I don't know if you'll be able to fall asleep tonight. Have you I, that's true. I'm super excited now. Well. Yeah, thinking about funding sources for our deep borehole project. Well, that and getting back the uh, the was it the miscellaneous club or the what was miscellaneous society. Mis- the miscellaneous Mis- society is going to go get some gold in these deep holes. Yeah, I mean we're pretty good thinkers. There were some great thinkers for the the first round, and why not we just pick up where they left off? AMS two. As long as we don't have the uh, the internal bickering that they had, they were plagued with. They just started up. They were a drinking society. They just there's a bunch of people. Ah, just- listen, we bicker, but we seem to get past it and move forward. Do we do? A finely yeah. oiled machine here at the Geology Flannel Cast. Love it. So, if you would like to help out this finely oiled machine known as the Geology Flannel Cast, uh, you go to our website geologyflannelcast.com. We have some merch on there. If you uh, you, if you want to get one of the uh, limited edition geology flannel cast coffee mugs, uh, you can pick that up on there. We got some t-shirts. You want to get, get a flannel cast t-shirt. Um, if you, uh, what else? We got some stickers. Steve's showing the beautiful flannel cast mug there. My goodness. Um, pick up some stickers. Stickers are very, very uh, moderately priced as well. Uh, so 
there's that. Uh, if you really, really want to help out the Flannel Chaos, you can become a Patreon member. We have uh, every time we record our episodes, we have our, our Patreon friends hanging out, asking questions, and uh, um, you know they're there we they they have some great questions while we're doing the podcast. So and then we have some little hangout before and after the podcast and all that stuff. So all that is accessible on our Patreon site, uh, patreon.com slash geology flannel cast. Uh, and then there's all the social media stuff, the, the Facebook and the Twitter and, and the Insta. So uh, that's about it for today. You guys are right with that. You got anything? Yeah, else? no. Patreon <laughs> with, uh, <clears throat> much like the cola, super deep borehole. Our our string our drill strings break every now and then. <laughs> I love it. It helps us redrill. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks again. Excellent episode. I love it. Just I chock be, full of facts. I, I may be biased. <laughs> so thanks everyone for tuning into the premier geology podcast out there, the Geology Flannel Cast. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Tell a friend if you liked it. Uh, tell a friend if you didn't like it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no news is good news. Wait, no, wait, no press. All press is bad. all good. All, all news is good news. All, no. any, any press is good press. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Nailed it. Nailed Don't don't go by the no news is good news. That's yeah, that's, there's that's, no that's not gonna help us out press. at all. Yeah, it doesn't help podcasts out at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, no news. Uh yeah, all right. All right. Well, that concludes episode 108, the Cola Super Deep Borehole. Thanks again, everyone, for for hanging out, listening, and we will catch you guys next week with another action-packed episode of the Geology Flannel Cast. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, and uh, take care and stay safe out there. Bye. See you next week. Super deep, super deep, super deep.